0: This Week in Startups is brought to you by CLAVIO is the e-commerce marketing platform that helps brands build relationships with memorable email and SMS messages. Over 40,000 brands choose Clavio to help them grow. Learn more and get started with a free trial at klaviyo.com slash twist. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot slash twist. Core's Light. Say goodbye to your virtual background and hello to that beautiful travel destination in real life. To enter for a chance to win a trip to your dream location, visit CoorsLite.com outside during September and upload a screenshot of yourself in your ideal virtual background. And LinkedIn Marketing. To redeem a free $100 LinkedIn ad credit and launch your first campaign, Go to linkedin.com slash thisweekinstartups. Hey, everybody.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to This Week in Startups. It is 2020, and we are heading uh, out of the summer and into the fall in the year of the pandemic. Some people are calling it the lost year. I think it's more the year to rethink and reconsider everything, maybe take stock and, and appreciate life and friendship and opportunity, how we treat each other, and what we want for our world and our children going forward. That's actually been the topic I've been hearing most. I've had more people in my life tell me, I love you, Jake Al, Uh, I miss you, Uh, can't wait to see you. And that level of appreciating each other and being there for each other, I think is the silver lining of this pandemic. And I'm really excited to have our guest on today. I think creating jobs, creating opportunity, this is something we're going to need in America in a major way, given the number of people who are unemployed. It is going to be perhaps the biggest challenge post-pandemic, along with maybe the impact this has on our kids. Um, and so we'll talk about a little bit about that, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about direct-to-consumer, which is a category of e-commerce, um, and we're going to talk about vitamins, and we're going to talk about supplements. And some people feel that's a real thing. And some people uh, think like you get enough nutrients from vegetables, like actually the founder of Ritual, who is now on the podcast, Katerina Schneider. Uh, We're going to call her Kat. And you can follow her on the Twitter, Katerina uh, Markov. I guess you're going by, that's your maiden. Uh, Yeah. uh, And uh, welcome to the pod. How is everything going for you running a business now into month six or seven of this pandemic?
2: Yeah, it's it's going. Um, I feel
0: (laughs) it is six months. Yeah,
2: I can't believe it's six months. It's probably the slowest and the fastest six months I think ever. But it's it's going well. I feel an immense sense of gratitude for the team that we have and how um, you know the kind of the shift that people have had in the world towards their health over this time and prioritizing you know nutrition which wasn't always always prioritized over other things in our lives so you know the pandemic has taken an enormous emotional toll I think on me personally and a lot of people um, in every facet of life and I wish that our business um, was benefiting from something other than a global health crisis but it's had a it's had a positive
1: impact I would say on our company. That is something that across my portfolio, I've been having a lot of candid conversations with founders. And it's almost, I, I won't say guilt, but it is definitely uh, dissonance, cognitive dissonance when you're watching the world, struggle and then certain businesses maybe two three x um com.com robin hood steezy the dance uh, instruction anything that involved a hobby or in front of a computer uh had great um growth breeds postmates etc and of course your company ritual.com uh, people taking stock of health and also are you mostly a d2c brand i know you had a, you have a store or do you have multiple stores explain what ritual is and how you came up with the idea and let's get right into it
2: yeah, we're, we're 100% direct-to-consumer, and that was the vision since the beginning. Um, I bought Ritual.com against a lot of advice from investors.
1: <laughs> that's a million-dollar uh, domain name right there. I mean, easily a seven-figure domain name. I mean, you probably got a better deal, I assume.
2: I, I actually kind of made money on it in some ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait, do <It> was, explain.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's... I'm a sucker for probably a great domain over.
1: name. Everybody knows that.
2: <laughs> it's Yeah, that's one of my favorite stories that probably take up half this podcast so well, can, let's start it. let's
1: do it i love a good domain story i have inside.com i had 20.com com. I have com.
2: if you know anyone who wants it which I'll, one also, you have n- natals
1: oh natals yeah like yeah. for uh prenatal vitamins yeah got it very good uh, so if
2: anyone wants that i i'll well, give it this to ritual
1: them. coffee they must have wanted the domain name
2: yeah there's a number of rituals and other categories yeah i i thought it was and and I'll give you a little bit of history yeah. on the company, but yep. the vision was to go beyond vitamins and really reinvent the way that we interact with the products we use every single day. Mm. Um, how do you elevate something from a routine to a habit, to a ritual is, which is why it was really important for me to buy ritual.com and not ritual vitamins and not mm. be known as ritual vitamins from the beginning. So You know, I I spent a very long time trying to get ritual.com. Was it a domain
1: owner or was it just an individual or another company?
2: Yeah, it was another company and an individual, a really interesting um, guy who was also an entrepreneur. And we got to know each other very regularly because I was very persistent about it. Um, And, you know, we had calls at least, you know, probably thirty or so. Um, I was I was starting to call him every other day, got to know about his family. Um, and then in the process of getting to know him because he refused to sell ritual.com for me, uh, to me for less than, I don't know, it was like three or five hundred thousand dollars at the time. That was a third or a quarter of what we had raised. Mm. Um, I found out that he actually wanted jolt.com for his businesses and had a really difficult time getting that. Um, and getting the founder of that to sell that to him so then I got to know the the founder of jolt.com oh boy
0: I love <laughs> it <Ooh.
1: laughs>
2: yes and I and I and I did a kind of equity um, deal slight cash deal with the founder of jolt.com who actually also went to to brown and had his background in the music industry as well um and so then I ended up doing this crazy process of like three contracts and and doing a trade um and getting and getting ritual.com and also just you know ritual.com is a longer domain than jolt.com so I I definitely thought it was worth
1: jolt was worth more. Uh, that is like a three team trade in the NBA. You're like <laughs> you're like I really want to secure this player but you need draft picks and so we're going to just flip-flop all these players around and that's that's how superstars get traded uh typically uh, but a great yeah, domain. i remember investors awesome. investors
2: were saying you know why are you wasting your time on this <laughs> start building the product and the company like this is this isn't that, as important but i i don't know i felt especially in in the health space and in the vitamin category buying a credible domain was just another indicator of trust and was was really important And i'm so glad that we ended up doing that
1: it's absolutely worth it um i i agree with your investors that you should not build your company because you can't get the domain name but man does it really help uh we got the syndicate.com for my angel syndicate and it took me three or four years to get it i got inside.com and when you have a great domain name like that it does elevate trust when people see it in an advertisement and when people see it in uh, a search result of correct that is was your thinking
2: yeah. And you know what I didn't realize was that the social handles and, and all of the social domains were even more important when you're building a direct-to-consumer brand mm. um, and you're building it through social media. So so then I, then I got equally as obsessed getting at Ritual on Instagram and on Twitter and LinkedIn and all these things. Um, so we have Ritual on all the, all the channels that we need. Um, but I didn't realize that that was actually going to be even more <laughs> even more fun and, and challenging, but it's definitely- It's I a very a,
1: personal thing, right? Like you have to get to know the person who has it. You have to make your case. And people can be emotionally tied to those handles, correct?
2: Yeah, exactly. And sometimes they don't even respond. So you might need to hire a private investigator to,
1: <laughs> Ooh, really? to
2: follow around. That
1: now I know why- I- <laughs> Uh, Jason ba- I keep telling Jason Bateman he's he cannot have that Jason on Instagram or on Twitter and Jason Bateman keeps reaching out to me and I'm like dude I love you I love Ozark I love all of it but Jason Bateman you're not getting at Jason period <laughs> on Instagram or on Twitter and I, I know at Jason Bateman's friends have been I'm I'm joking uh, I'm a fan of Jason Bateman's but I wouldn't get it is it is an interesting I mean, you should get some royalties on on his shows or movies for the yeah I was thinking that and you know I often get people mistake me and jason statham uh, for obvious reasons uh you know physique etc we both put in kind of the hours uh in the gym and and i uh i'm not giving it to statham (laughs) as well so what was the first product you put out at ritual in terms of vitamins because i i understand that you were not convinced that vitamins uh were necessary and in fact you're mom uh, i believe i heard uh, on a, another podcast uh, that had you on didn't believe and you were raised to not believe in that you get all the nutrients you want from vegetables when we get back from this quick message i want to you to take us on your journey from when you went from being a non-believer to a believer in supplements and vitamins we get back on the sweet, and sweet If growing an e-commerce business is your focus, you need a platform that is focused on growth. That's where Klaviyo comes in. K-L-A-V-I-Y-O, if you're wondering the spelling. Klaviyo is the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for online brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're just getting started or running a well-known brand, it gives you everything you need to send memorable branded emails, text messages, and more so you can build strong relationships that keep your customers coming back. Whether you're just getting started or running a well-known brand, it gives you everything you need to send memorable branded emails, text messages, and more so that you can build that strong relationship that keeps your customers coming back. With flexible automations, powerful insights, and super precise targeting, Klaviyo is the fastest way to turn great ideas into great customer experiences that's why it's trusted by over 40,000 brands. Think about that for a second. Like Living Proof, Huckberry, and Eight Sleep, which we're investors in Sleep, And so we're glad to see them using Klaviyo. If you want to learn more about how you can grow your brand with Clavio, visit klaviyo.com slash twist to get started with a free trial today. They're going to give you that free trial because you listen to the pod. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash twist, klaviyo.com slash twist start sending those memorable marketing messages that are targeted to your users okay thanks again to klaviyo for supporting independent media like this week in startups let's get back to this amazing episode all right kat schneider is with us she is from ritual i'm assuming they have that ritual on twitter and instagram so you can go follow them and they have ritual.com uh you were not a believer in the supplement vitamin space uh, i heard on a podcast uh, true and then how did you come to believe in it enough to want to build a company around it
2: yeah, so I, I grew up in a household. My mom is actually a, a macrobiotic practitioner. Mm. You know, if there's something, at one point, my parents were really into Ayurveda. I've always been deeply passionate about health, um, nutrition, and, and kind of healing. And then, um, you know, growing up, it was if th- there was something wrong with me or, or anyone in our family, we would never take anything (laughs) we would whether it was grinding up some garlic or you know oregano oil or whatever the the flavor of the day was that's how we would would deal with our um you know temporary ailments so that's vitamins and supplements were never part of the way that i grew up um and then for me i i got pregnant with my first daughter tolly now have three Three daughters like you same yeah yeah it's fun um Ah, the greatest
1: yeah how old are yours
2: uh so two four and i have a three-month-old so if you hear them in the background i apologize
1: uh no that's i'm amazed uh that you're running a company and you have made three babies in the same period of time is that correct you started the company five six years ago if i'm right
2: yeah, I started when I was pregnant with my first, and she's really the reason I started the company, so. Explain, yeah. I was pregnant with Holly, Um, well, even just before being pregnant, I started really kind of dabbling and trying to understand prenatal vitamins for my pregnancy, and I really could not find a brand that I... Um, that I really connected with. And, and I also wasn't sure why I needed prenatals. And and so I went down the research rabbit hole and um, found out, hey, you know, these are actually really important during your pregnancy. Most doctors would agree. There's a lot of science be- behind folate and neural tube development. Uh, this makes sense to me. And then when I started looking at at brands in the space uh as someone who was very health conscious, there was really nothing that I personally wanted <laughs> to ingest every single day. Mm. Um, there, you know, there was a lot of uh, pseudoscience. There were ingredients that I didn't want in or on my body. Right. And, um, and so I was kind of left with very little choice. And I was like, huh, this must be interesting. I wonder if other women feel the same way and started asking everyone I know, you know, what, brand of prenatals are you taking? What multivitamins are you taking? And literally no one could remember the brand that they've been taking for sometimes like 10 years (laughs) because they had like four or five kids. Um, And I was like, this is interesting. This is something most, you know, most women are taking every day. Um, And then multivitamins, most of the US is taking every single day. And yet there's very little kind of brand affinity in the space and really nothing that kind of... um, is at the in- was at the intersection of of science and transparency. So that's how I um, landed on at first the prenatal, but actually we never launched the prenatal uh, in the beginning. We we ended up launching a reinvented multi from day one, and I hired um, one of the leading scientists in the industry. We spent a year just researching diets, trying to understand what people were actually getting from their foods and what they were getting from. Um, you know, what they should be getting, where the gaps were in in um, in their diets and realize it wasn't the 20 to 40 nutrients um, in most uh, multivitamins. It was actually a handful of things like vitamin D or magnesium, omega-3s. Uh, and so kind of a contrarian approach to the category uh, with, we even trademarked uh, less is more in the category. So really believe in fewer nutrients filling the gaps in in one's diets. And then what we did, which is radically different, and what our brand uh, has become known for is really this idea of traceability. So what is this? All mean of our nutrients, means, yeah. you can go on our site, you can see where everything comes from in the world, why it's there. And we even share every supplier. So if you wanted to recreate our, our multis, you could you can go and do that. Um, and then on top of that, we ran a, a clinical study with a major university on our product, so you can see um, that the nutrients are, are getting in. So, um, you know, in the clinical s- study tab on our site, uh, we really went deep on on how the study was conducted and 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 the results. And so, really, a radically different approach to um, the category. And we also um are 100% direct to consumer so um that was something that when i started the company especially um you know was was kind of interesting see so on on the site if you go to um yeah you can there's also an ingredients tab you can click in on those but then you can also click in on the ingredients tab in the menu section um in and the cl- and the clinical study pa- side as well. So,
1: yeah.
2: Um, and if you just click into any any nutrient, <laughs> there it <laughs> is. So omega three
1: is ome- very important. There- and so you you started to figure out where to s- to source these, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I see you're using the vegan ones as opposed to the fish oil, right? Um, so the
2: so the it's omega three DHA coming from algal oil. Um, We also list out our suppliers. So it's algorithm coming from microalgae in in British Columbia. Our D3 comes from wild harvested lichen from a company called VitaShine. Um, And we literally just chose the the best of the best ingredients from all over the world. Um, And then also I'm I'm vegan. So uh, vegan forms were really important to me. And so we also looked at ingredients that had, mostly had their own human clinical studies behind
1: them as well. So we left
2: kind of like no expense. <laughs> um, and well,
1: that was some... Oh, the, sorry, go ahead. Well, as just say this, this is an important part of, I think, the D2C moment. When I look at direct-to-consumer companies, if you're going to make something that already exists in the world, in order to, to build... Uh, um, to to build advertising around the product there needs to be some benefit to the product or some innovation to the product and the sourcing um, and um, you know the quality and the the combination of what's important these are all very nuanced discoveries you made during this year of discovery and 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 that made for a product that didn't previously exist you could have a value proposition because when you're thinking about what's going to be in the ad what's going to be on the website there needs to be some bullet points or value proposition that people understand and believe and that hopefully is true. That That's a big part of this. Yes.
2: Yeah, for sure. I, I don't think you can create anything now with just beautiful branding and, and sell it direct to consumer and expect a company to scale. Um, you really have to be creating, I think, a radically different product than anything else that exists. I mean, for us, even the encapsulation is is just different than anything that was used before.
1: Um, What does that mean, encapsulation? You mean how it comes into a capsule form, or is it something more specific? Yeah,
2: at its simplest form, it's how it comes in in, and is the ingredients are encapsulated. So we have beadlets in oil in a delayed release capsule that bypasses the stomach and gets released in the small intestine. So even that part for us is thought out and was really different in this multivitamin um, space that we carved out. Um, because generally people would take, you know, a separate omega-3 pill, another magnesium pill, a multivitamin, a higher dosage of vitamin D, and they would be taking, you know, four or five capsules. And someone who, as someone who didn't come, <laughs> I was never a vitamin taker myself. I didn't really want to be taking a lot of pills. I didn't want to feel like I was sick. So we figured out kind of a way to, to encapsulate all these nutrients into, into capsules. Um, and then also just... It, People say that it, you know, there's there's better tolerability because we use gentler forms of um, iron for women, hmm. um, and also the the nutrients bypass the stomach,
1: so um, that's better so for thought, absorption, I, I would right. assume. And that, and that is the key issue. A lot of people take a bunch of supplements, but they never get into their body. I mean, I listen to like Tim Ferriss and Kevin yep. Rose like geek out on this on their podcast. Like that's a big thing: the absorption, actually getting this into it. How did you get investor money? Um before you had a product, or did you, or did you just do this all all this research on your own while you because I remember you were you were working for Troy Carter, correct? My 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 pal, the investor in the um, Lady Gaga's former manager and uh, you know Adam Records. Is it Adam Records? Was that the name of it? Adam Factory. Adam Factory, sorry, it took me a second. I have so many names of companies. But yeah, he was running Adam Factory. He was mm-hmm. managing Gaga when I met him and he was investing in Uber and a couple other companies. That's how we became friendly. Um uh, but you worked with him. Uh, so did you raise money and then go on this journey of discovery and figuring these things out? Or did you first just figure this stuff out and then go to investors and say, Hey, look, I have this folder with a bunch of crazy ideas in it. Give me money.
2: <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, Troy was an awesome mentor and, and, you know, he's an entrepreneur himself. So he, um, was very supportive of, 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 me starting something and was very encouraging. Like he had been with a lot of the, the companies that we um, invested in and he, he even invested in ritual and, and I couldn't have asked for a better kind of mentor and, and partner and, and boss really in the beginning. So I actually left Adam factory when I was four months pregnant. Cause I started raising money from investors. I, for, for the idea that we created, because of the level of investment and research that it took and and the team that i needed on the scientific side i i couldn't have actually started the company without raising the money that we did
1: you needed like a million bucks just to get to the starting gate 2 million bucks something like that
2: yeah and and honestly we hadn't even we didn't even launch with with the first round of funding um and so we i raised a small you know seed round and then i read it another seed round that was led by by forerunner and kirsten green who joined our board um followed well,
1: by series a from brian singerman
2: at founders fund
1: um oh who, brian's awesome hey when we get back from this quick break i want to hear about your stories of going and raising money as a pregnant woman and what the reaction you got from certain venture capitalists who shall remain nameless when we get back on this week's Oh my god everything has been go 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 and it is always on culture and hustle culture and it's been that way for a while most of us are expected to be crushing it 24 7 but sometimes you need a moment to turn it all off and hit that reset button and that's when you reach for that Coors light ice cold Coors brewing company in golden colorado they were made to chill and after i finished my video calls with founders and my team and all these messages. I just turn off my virtual background and I crack open that crisp Coors Light. You can hear that cracking right now. Oh, yes. And Coors Light wants to give you a way to take a break from the new reality of endless video chats in 2020. So say goodbye to your virtual backgrounds and say hello to beautiful travel destinations in the real world. Yes, that's right. Five lucky winners will get trips to the beautiful destinations they've been dreaming about going to four months to enter for a chance to win visit coorslight.com slash outside during September and upload a screenshot of yourself in your ideal virtual background. That's right, CoorsLight.com outside. You upload a picture of yourself with the ideal virtual background and the prize package is valid through June 2022. So winners can plan the trip for whenever they feel comfortable. You don't rush here. I've been dreaming about going back to Tokyo, and I am going to submit that on me having ramen, me having that katsuya. Oh, I love it all. Can't wait to go back to Tokyo. Uh, again, for a chance to win a trip to the beautiful destination of your choice, go to courselight.com slash outside. And remember, you got to celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. No purchase is necessary. Sweepstakes begins on 8-27-20 and ends on 10-1-20. Open only to legal residents of the 50 USDC, 21 years of age and up. Travel must be to a destination indicated in the entry and must be completed by 6-30-2022. Official rules, including how to enterprise details and restrictions, visit coreslight.com slash outside void where prohibited message and data rates may apply. All right, Kat Schneider from Ritual dot com is here. Uh, she makes vitamins and she does it really well. Um, and she went out to raise money when uh, she was pregnant. And I've heard from a number of female founders who we've invested in. That's always an interesting experience. Uh, tell me, how did that go for you? I feel
2: like I'm always pregnant raising money now, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it's my last. last well, you had time. three
1: kids over a six year span, and it was yeah, the same five, span. Yeah. Of- the same six years that you started a company. So no degree of difficulty there, obviously. Um, no, but it's in all become seriousness, the norm. It's become the norm, yeah. Uh, but but, but tell, I, I don't I couldn't do it, I don't think. I don't. Or, but you did it. I mean, it's super impressive. Um, but what did the VCs, what was their reaction to you?
2: So it was interesting because I came from the VC space. I came from investing in, in companies. And I knew a lot of VCs early on. And yeah. it's interesting that a lot of the VCs that I actually went to Kind of passed because they didn't want to touch the vitamin space, um, and and then there were VCs. One in particular that I I had I had an investor who I knew for a long time tell me, and I think in a more friendly way, like you can't start a company and um, and have a family at the same time. Like, trust me.
0: <laughs> wow. That's so
2: a- I think. Yeah,
1: you would never say that to a guy. You would no. send them a onesie with the VC's logo on it. Like, you would never yeah. say to a guy, like, you're having a baby. I mean, it. There is some truth that it is challenging to have kids while yeah, being an entrepreneur. He was right. It was challenging.
2: It was, was challenging, challenging, but that's. But the, I would, yeah. yeah, but I also don't. Yeah, for me, it was it was fuel. It was it was really empowering because I wanted to prove him wrong. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I also would have never started the company. You know, had I not had that experience of of being pregnant I, and, and now as we're thinking of other products as well, being a mom of three over the last five years, um, it's really impacted how I think about kind of this family context and what we should launch next and what, um, you know, families and moms want. So it's actually been incredibly important for our business because um, I'm building and building this company at the end of the day for myself as well,
1: yeah, I mean understanding your customer is at the core of product innovation, marketing, customer service, all of these things, if you don't understand who you're if you don't understand your customer or have an ideal customer profile, you know, how can you ever hope to to build them a product you you are the ideal customer profile. you're uh, a, a woman who has multiple kids, which means multiple vitamin journeys right i mean Mm -hmm. you have the prenatal and then kids take vitamins i I was lucky enough to be an investor in a company called smarty pants my friend Mm -hmm. gordon gould who's just been a friend of mine from new york i'm starting this thing i was like yeah yeah put it here's 50k whatever and then this company became giant it's like unbelievable how big it's become now Um, and i think they started maybe five years before you um you're in kids vitamins now too i take it yeah we will be you will yeah. be yeah i knew that was coming don't say anything bad about <laughs> smarty pets but they they've done pretty well it's a it's a pretty good category yeah
2: yeah it i think that um and i know and this is kind of the the reason we're going into family is just once you have a family you start caring about the health of of your your kids and your your partner um, more than you even care about yourself, uh, and so that that's a really interesting kind of transition that we're seeing for a lot of our our customers. We and 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 I, I don't remember if I mentioned this, but we so when we launched the prenatal. We only launched that about two uh, about two years ago. It's actually become um, one of the top selling prenatals in the U.S. We sold out of it. Um about a month ago and we had over twenty thousand people on the wait list already. Wow. That's just yeah. only increasing. It's a prenatal, it's not like a eye cream or something. Right. <laughs> um so
1: You gotta get through f- that waitlist pretty quick because there is a ticking clock. I mean, if people are signing up for it, they you know, you have to get them the, the vitamins quickly.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's it's kinda of become a cult product and we need to can't wait for it to come back. Uh, it's coming supply, back actually next week. Uh, ha, but.
1: Th- this is the next piece of the puzzle you had to figure out, correct, is supply chain and like inventory. This, if you're sourcing and you're doing this very um, a deliberate sourcing, I guess would be the way to say it, This and then you have to bring all this this disparate uh, products and sourcing from around the world to some location to put it all together, You've you've increased the level of difficulty because... I'm sure the other people making vitamins are just like, yeah, whatever, let's just check 20 boxes and, and, and get it in GNC. You have to get these things to some location. How does supply chain even work? Have you figured that out yet?
2: Yeah, we've been really lucky. I mean, the prenatal um, is the only product that's been uh, really sold out before. And part of that is we kind of underestimated the demand that would have hap- that happened this year. It just went crazy so it's 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 becoming really interesting um but as far as supply chain goes we work with an incredible manufacturer um that's that was just you know sold in the last couple years for over five billion dollars they're um really pharmaceutical uh background and it, it is a complicated supply chain, but we actually work with suppliers that most of them have their own human clinical study. A, um, a lot of them are branded ingredients. And um, it's not just like, you know, they're harvesting some kind of wildflowers yeah. in, in their yard. They're professional at what they're
1: doing. You're not the first person yeah. to come and get their DHA or vitamin D from them. These are You're, yes. you're picking the top suppliers. So your vitamins cost what two to three times as much to manufacture than like the cheap ones I would buy at some nutritional store that shall remain nameless.
2: I mean, you can buy a generic multi for you know like ten bucks, or even less sometimes. And um, our our multivitamin for adults eighteen plus for women eighteen plus and men's eighteen plus is thirty dollars a month. Um, that being said, is we include ingredients like omega three DHA in our products in different dosages, so it's not really a Apples to apples comparison, like if you were to buy omega threes on their own, they would cost you that if not more, especially from algae. Mm. So, um, in a lot of ways, if you were to cobble together our our products, you are it is the traditional D to C model in the sense that, like you know, bypassing the middleman, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, people are getting a really great value um, for for what they're buying.
1: I mean, that is ultimately the promise of D2C is, hey, if we take out this you know uh, middleman who's taking some percentage, we can actually invest more in the product and provide it cheaper and save money on this retail channel that what exactly is the point of going to a store and browsing for something like, I, I don't know who the person is who goes to a store and browses for vitamins. That doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's a considered purchase. You should be making it by reading studies or watching videos or interviews what's when we get back from this final break i want to know what channels have broken out for you and then how do you look at growth now that you've got a product that people have you have demand for how do you think about growth now in year five of a company like this when we get back on this video story. linkedin is going to give you a hundred dollars in advertising credit toward your first linkedin advertising campaign Over 78% of B2B marketers rate LinkedIn as the most effective social media platform for reaching their objectives. You know this. You're on the platform. You know how well LinkedIn works. Well, why do they think this? Because there are over 62 million decision makers on LinkedIn, and those decision makers mean business. They want to get business done. Those are your customers. Imagine you're about to launch a marketing campaign. You tested it well. The team's happy. Everything is going according to your plan, except or that one thought in the back of your head, how do I ensure people I want to target will be in the mindset to receive my message, right? You have to be open to that marketing message that you're sharing with them. Well, the answer is LinkedIn. When you market on LinkedIn, your message reaches people who are ready to do business. They're at work, they're working, they're on LinkedIn because they're getting stuff done. This means your campaign will work as hard as it can as soon as you launch it. LinkedIn can help you to reach your short and long-term business goals with tools for brand building and lead generation so if you just want people to know the name of your company and to think highly of it that's one brand building exercise other times listen you want to get them into the top of the funnel you want to get that lead generation going linkedin can do both and you can target a professional audience down to their job titles company name or location and you can customize your campaign based on the action you want your customer to take whether that's a click or filling out a form or just watching a video any of those things are possible with linkedin marketing do business where business gets done, and get a hundred dollars in advertising credit. I kid you not. You have to visit LinkedIn.com/slash this in startups. That's right. You have to type in all those letters. LinkedIn.com/slash this week in startups for the hundy. Uh, terms and conditions of course apply because they're giving you a hundred bucks at LinkedIn.com/slash this week in startups. Okay, let's get back to this amazing episode. All right, Kat Schneider is with us from ritual.com. And she makes vitamins and she does it really well. Um, And part of that in year five is growth and marketing channels. What I mean, Facebook is the obvious and Instagram are the obvious ones. But what are the how do you assess each of these channels? And then how do you get an advantage on them? Because it does seem like people have mastered Instagram and Facebook. And does that mean there's not an opportunity there anymore? What what are the channels and then how do you grow a business in your five like this?
2: Yeah, so our channels are pretty diverse. I think when we started and and it's all it's all about timing. I think when we started Instagram was cost per acquisition was incredibly low. Um we definitely hel- it definitely helped build our brand. And then um you know, more recently Podcasts, oh. podcast advertising, have yeah, been hu- huge for us, as well as influencer um, word of mouth has has definitely increased, especially this this past year, um, by a lot. Um, I would say we're we're testing out TV right now as well, um, and the other channel that's been really interesting for us that we're really excited to go grow is the doctor doctor channel. Ah, fascinating. That has been a really interesting channel that we're starting to track. Our product is direct to uh, obviously direct to consumer, but subscription only so you mm. can't just go and buy it you know once um you can cancel any time and we'll give you your money back. There's free shipping uh but the subscription component is actually a really big part of the brand and part of turning something into a ritual and and also why um we've invested really heavily into technology. We have full you know full stack engineering team. We are not using, you know, Shopify or any of the plugins. We've really um, kind of just scratched the surface of what the consumer experience should be like for something you take daily, and how how much control a consumer should have over um, kind of the delivery of that
1: product and kind of the interaction of with it through through technology. So, yeah, SMS seems to work really well for people in this space now, and like keeping you know prescriptions and you know consultations every pitch i see has like yeah we just do it through sms you, you know it's like boom straight shot email works too obviously but this like sms of you know log into the app with your phone number and you know get your prescription or pause your subscription obviously a dollar shave club started that you could pause your subscription that actually seems to be super powerful and just taking the friction out and getting direct to your customer is the goal yeah
2: yeah we with us you can snooze or rush your subscription anytime there's a really beautiful front-end experience so you know that's kind of the awesome part about having um really good ui ux in-house and great engineers and now we just launched men's uh multivitamins about a month ago and 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 we also launched bundling so you can control multiple subscriptions from one household. Um, you know, whether it's two women's products or two men's products or a men's and women's product, um, just even being able to control both and pause and skip different ones at different times um, is something we're really excited about. And I think the big picture for me and for our team is like you know a lot of people buy their their household items on Amazon and have this. It's pretty easy, right? Obviously, yeah, one it's click of pretty button.
1: pretty friction free. And I was about to yeah. bring up the the Amazon question because do you, how do you even think about them as a channel? Do you provide your stuff on Amazon or is that like a bad idea? Or do you provide like some of it there? How do you think about Amazon?
2: No, we're entirely direct, so the way I think about Amazon is that I want us to become better than Amazon on the um, kind of knowledge around daily use and daily behavior of products. So when we think about products, we're thinking about products that people use every single day that are essential. Mm. And how do we become really on the forefront of even that experience, that control over those things that should be daily and that daily behavior? Cause Amazon right now it's like subscribe and save or, um, but it, it's not that same level of experience that that you get even with us. But I'm hoping we can even get better. Are you as thinking we have.
1: about like apps and stuff like that? I know this. What's the app called, uh, Nom, or something like that? That ever that, well, that podcast advertised like change your behavior habits to lose weight and behavioral science. And there's a lot of like you know apps for that kind of stuff. Are you thinking of getting into sort of that space?
2: Yeah, we've always been thinking about it. We have an Apple Watch app. Um, I wish it had more usage because it's pretty. Great and seamless. What does um, it do? It
1: just reminds you to take your vitamins,
2: or yeah, you to, can see your streak, how many uh, days in yeah. a row. It's like pretty. You can see who around you is also keeping the streak and um, has a leaderboard. It's really beautifully designed. Hmm. Uh, it's not the be all end all of where I, I kind of see us going from a technology perspective, but it, it in the past, the idea of an iPhone app has just felt like almost more more friction. People are already bad about taking their vitamins. In fact, two thirds of our customers had never um, taken a vitamin or never consistently um, had a habit prior to joining Rituals. So, really, kind of trying to change daily behavior. An app on the phone had oh has always felt like friction to me. It's like you're already having a hard time now. You're going to take out your phone.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is definitely. I, I wish that my Fitbit would just send me a reminder. At, at some point during the day over SMS, like, hey, by the way, you're 64% on your steps or whatever it is, you know, or yeah. by the way, you're sleep deprived, you should just, just put it in my SMS for me or my Peloton doing that or my tonal doing that. I've been trying to figure out a way to kind of remind myself of that. So, but th- this creating habits, creating rituals is a big, uh, there's been a bunch of really like the power of habit and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, like a big topic for people. And it That book it
2: actually influenced me a lot in the beginning. The power um, of habit, yeah. Yeah, it was interesting because, you know, we created this product, but and I was reading the book and um the cue or the reward, it's like you don't, you know, with a multivitamin, you don't really get a <laughs> get a reward, instant reward. No, I
1: hate taking vitamins. Like I hate swallowing <laughs> vitamins. I do like the gummy ones though. I like the sweet ones because <laughs> it tastes yeah. like candy. But. Yeah,
2: so ours, um ours smell like fresh peppermint. And so that was kind of the the reward and in some sense and the prenatals smell like f- and taste like fresh citrus um mm. so it, it was kind of a new approach to taking capsules
1: heard about that that's a great idea like you, maybe you feel like some it's like a yeah it is like the uh it's not the cue it's the reward but you don't there's no right. other reward for it but a shriek is definitely a reward like i actually went on vacation for 10 days and i came back and i was so upset at myself after going to the beach because i had a seven week Peloton treadmill streak going and I didn't hit my streak. And I was like, Oh, this doesn't matter. My, I was walking like five miles a day anyway on the beach. And, but for some reason my mental, you know, I was angry at myself for breaking my streak. <laughs> it was very strange. Uh, or yeah. It's like when you, it's, you ever have your Fitbit or your watch die when you're on a hike <laughs> and you don't get counts for the steps and you feel bad. Like, and you're like, but, you actually did the hike. You shouldn't feel bad, but it's not recorded.
2: I used to use the app moves on my phone and I I loved how passive it was, you know? And I think a lot of the other, uh, kind of fitness apps or, or, things in general are just kind of, you have to be a lot more proactive about And I just don't feel like that works with health or habit formation. It's like, you need kind of that instant gratification. Uh,
1: Tell me about men versus women because you have these two different products and obviously you're the ideal customer profile for being a mom or prenatal, but perhaps you're not the ideal customer profile for men. How did you – is there some difference between how men use supplements and women, goals? What did you learn in that space?
2: Yeah, we did a lot of research. We have a market research team in-house. We spoke to a lot of men, obviously. Uh, we have a lot of men on the team. <laughs> so uh, when it, when we surveyed men um, about what they think it takes to achieve good health, men ranked exercise twice as important as a balanced diet, which is very different than women. And obviously exercise is important, but it's really just part of the story. And when... When you look at um, research and and you you kind of read what the CDC has written, fewer men than women actually meet their minimum daily intake of recommendations for fruits and vegetables. And so men are not getting enough of some key micronutrients. And that was really interesting. And and we kind of had this uh, campaign or as part of our messaging is kind of just like level up or get on her level. (laughs) I like it. Uh, so, you know, it, it, we've been serving women for a long time, but now it's important for us to serve the whole whole family and support their nutrition. What, another thing that we found was um, 70% of our customers lived with a male in the household. So as part of our marketing, we are actually um, not only targeting him, but we're actually targeting her for him as well. Um
1: that makes total sense because, yeah. as you're saying, you're you're triggering the competitive thing, like, "Hey, get on her level, like level up." Like, that's a guy thing, right? Um, but you're also kind of understanding that uh, in this male female dynamic, and we're we're getting into dangerous territory talking about gender here. But based on studies and your experience, the the female might actually be thinking about the male's health more than the male is thinking about it, and make that decision for them in some cases.
2: Yeah, in some relationships, that's yeah. that's what happens. Um, and you know, kind of what we're finding is that um, men and women are almost equally like bundling for for their households, which is kind of interesting, and I think pretty good for um, the gender conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, there's so many different combinations, but it definitely is helpful when you have a group around you. the The, the time I had my best weight loss and my best like physical activity was when I was in a Fitbit competition for steps with my friends and they had the challenge button in there and we could challenge each other and we all went on the journey together. And then I was on a thread with my friends who were all trying to lose 10 pounds and we were sending screenshots of zero fasting, uh, shout out zero fasting, Cameron Rose, uh, to each other and we would send each other. And I was like, when are we gonna have competition? They're launching competition. we're well, not competition, but challenges, I guess. So that's where I think, like the family reminder, getting that push notification of like, hey, did the family take their vitamins? Because the first thing I do uh, every uh, morning or when I'm getting my coffee is I have the Smarty Pants vitamins there, and I get two of them for each of my daughters. After they have their breakfast, I give them their like two little gummy vitamins, and they they like it's a little reward for eating their you know breakfast or whatever, and it's yeah. quite sweet. And, and I
2: and I give my kids the ritual ones, yeah. although they're not released yet, but.
1: We'll have Ooh, to send you some. Se- yeah, secret ones. I yeah. So, uh, are you making gummies? And do or what's the deal with gummies? Like, why are adult vitamins not gummies? Why are there only gummies for kids? Because it seems to me that compliance would go up with gummies. There,
2: there's plenty of gummy, gummy vitamins for kids. I mean, when we look
1: at. Well, for adults, so I'm talking about,
2: yeah. Yeah, for adults, there's gummy vitamins yeah. for adults as well. I mean, for us, when we think about each product, is we're we're actively looking at what is the best delivery mechanism for that product in particular.
0: Hmm.
2: And as as I mentioned, our products have this delayed release component that uh. bypasses stomach, gets released in small intestine, also the. Micronutrients are in their original form. so the fat soluble are in their original form. The water soluble are separated as well, so the beadlets and the oil phases. Mm. Um, and we also ran a clinical study on the women's product um, to show how ingredients, you know, get into the body. and And we have more of a scientific approach, I would say, for kids. Um, I think teens can easily take capsules and that's probably the best delivery mechanism for them for for kids you're, you're not going to get you know I'm not going to get my kids to take a capsule although that that would be the better delivery format. Um, we are looking at edible forms, which yeah. stay tuned. We're going to be releasing our kids product very soon, but even there, um, gummies have so much sugar in them. And I personally do not want to
1: give my kids sugar at any time of the day. That's extra. Well, I was thinking like Stevia, whatever that is. What's the, mm-hmm. you know, Stevia, like the Stevia, the, na- the natural one that I use in my coffee, which, you know, depending on the brand you get, it can either taste grainy or not. I love this, the Zevia soda. I don't know if you ever tried that one. Mm-hmm. But I don't give that to my kids. I make Daddy Soda, which is just carbonated <laughs> water with a splash of juice. And they they like delicious, yeah, just Daddy Soda. They're just like I want Daddy Soda or kombucha. They're crazy about kombucha. Uh, they just say bucha
0: bucha bucha,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is
2: yeah. Hopefully that doesn't have any alcohol in there.
1: Yeah, you know that's been a bit of a thing. We were actually looking at that. and We're like, let's make sure we take this from the right bottle because some of them have a little bit of alcohol. <laughs> you have to.
2: Yeah, I remember they were taken out of Whole Foods for a while.
1: I had to sign. At some point, the guy's like, I need to see your driver's license, sir. And I was like, I'm sorry for whole food <laughs> delivery. He's like- I'm getting
2: this for my kid. What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm
1: like, this is my child's alcohol. It's not for me. I'm not <laughs> drinking this kombucha. My kombucha has such a minimalist amount of alcohol in it. I can't imagine it's like-
2: I'm such yeah. a lightweight. I remember drinking kombucha when I was, I was doing investment banking during the day, and I felt my legs like tingling. <laughs> <laughs>
1: really? It's
2: like I can't drink this. It's too much alcohol in here.
1: Yeah, I think in the investment banking community you might have been the lowest on the substance abuse versus yeah, yeah, <laughs> <sure>. with kombucha. <laughs> I only
2: take omega threes.
1: <laughs> uh, based on what I saw on the Wolf of Wall Street, I have a feeling you're omega threes and your kombucha probably was why I didn't do so not well competitive there. with the quaaludes and the and everything else going on. <laughs> um so to, when you went to raise money, I'm curious, having been in the investment space, was that an asset or was it a liability?
2: It was a little bit of both. I, it's interesting having been on kind of both sides of the table now. I I would look at evaluating startups a lot differently. You know, Having never been really a founder when I was investing, I wish I'd had this experience to now um, invest. I, I I would totally be at least a nicer person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was about to ask you why, but it's it's because of the suffering and the pain of being an entrepreneur. Like yeah. just exactly how hard it is. Describe it's, it, yeah. Uh, describe the life of your life as an investor versus the life of being the founder and the, the just giant difference in terms of stress.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can just notice it when you go into a investor meeting where when a company's pitching it's like the investor has their arms back and they're like laying back in the chair and the the founder is just like (laughs) dripping sweat (laughs) yeah, and just like uh i think it's just a different dynamic and i i just i would have just been a lot more gentler to founders just amazed at what it takes to even just put yourself out there and and start a company and and be incredibly vulnerable. I think um, you're not always making the right moves, but you're you're really putting yourself yourself out there every single day. And luckily, you know, I've had incredible investors since the beginning, and this business has had really incredible investors since the beginning. Um, so all three of our uh, board meet- members, besides our COO, were investors since our seed round. Oh wow! So um, Lisa Wu, who a letter series B. I met. Um, I was a finalist at TechCrunch Disrupt um, on stage, and, and she reached out right after that. Um, invested in the seed, and then ended up leading her B. Brian Singerman. I've known for I don't know. Uh, he's awesome. Yeah, he's amazing. I've known him for. He was the first check in the business, and uh, he you know had no background in prenatal vitamins and at the time it was not a great idea i'll tell you that it was not what it ritual is today <laughs> i don't even want to get into how oh, i Why, why it. was it
1: such a bad I, How'd you position it I, we got to hear the story now oh uh, yeah it's
2: it's when i bought natals.com uh-huh. um and which was a
1: terrible name for
2: Natals. company yeah. i mean how do you spell it yeah. N-A-T-A-L-S. No, no, I'm just
1: saying like, oh. people don't even, nobody's ever yeah, used yeah. the word natals. Like.
2: It's not. Yeah. And I and I had someone say during a pitch meeting, like, this can't really scale. Um, so I was like, okay,
1: cool. Noted. Wait, babies um, can't scale? <laughs> the continuation of the birthing. species? Birthing? it's not going to continue? <laughs> and this is the end?
2: Yeah. So actually a lot of that, a lot of, because the idea, original idea was around prenatals because that's mm. what the stage of life that I was in. Right. People were like, a lot of investors um, were saying, Hey, you know, you, you can't sell a prenatal online. Like, people are going to find out about this through their doctors. There's no way you're going to build trust with consumers to sell them something during this phase of life. And I was like, Yes, we will. Um
1: <laughs> we'll well, I mean, the see. challenge is the opportunity, right? Like, so that is a valid challenge. But as you just discovered, like, once you figure, once you find a solution to that challenge, you obviously figured something out with doctors. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was going to ask you, like, what do you, how do you even get to doctors? Do you like have a sales team that's going out and meeting with them, and just send them samples? Do you send them an email? Like, all of it. Have, all of it, just full court press, like getting them, getting the product in front of them, and saying, "Hey, here's what we do. Here's the vision."
2: Yeah, I mean, right now it's a little bit harder with COVID and a lot of offices being closed, mm-hmm. um, or or just kind of more, um, you know, not open to, to visits as much. Uh, a lot of offices are still open, but you know. Yeah. Maybe in the beginning. But yeah, a lot of it involves going, having sales reps, taking calls, sending samples, um, getting to know offices and practices. And it's been um, a really interesting, I think, uh, point for the future for, for our business, especially as we get into other products like kids. Um, but going back to your, I guess, investor um, question.
1: Investors versus being a founder, Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Uh so I I've just felt felt very lucky with the investors that we've had. So Kirsten Green and Let Our Seed Round, she's on our board, Brian Singerman's on our board, and Lisa Wu. And they have all all three just um, you know, just been really supportive of the vision and have really kind of given our team the freedoms to drive that vision and all have provided really differentiated viewpoints on everything from you know with with Lisa providing kind of with uh, Kirsten providing really a, a broad look on retail and direct to consumer having so so much experience there to to Brian being my point person on strategy and just big picture and hiring to to Lisa who um, has a very analytical mindset and kind of have this like really well-crafted um, board. That I really wouldn't have had had I not kind of seen the ins and outs of startups as an investor before. I think um, my I, I kind of chose our investors just as much as they chose us, and I think that's something um, I'm constantly, you know, when I mentor other other founders and uh, other women, it's kind of like you, you you're picking your your investors too. It's it's not like this date that you're on and you're you're trying to impress the person um they need to impress you as well and, and it's it's a balanced relationship and it has to be for for the future to kind of succeed
1: yeah you have to be intentional about it and it's a luxury i mean to be able to to pick them uh, not everybody has that luxury early on they just take whatever money they can get but you should be more intentional about it make sure you have that that investor i always like the investor product and the investor founder fit you know like so the investor loves the founder the invest if the investor loves the product that always goes a long way in terms of like when they come to the board meeting they're excited about it because they use the product mm-hmm. uh
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think that uh i'm excited that we have men's now <laughs>
0: yeah because no, there's definitely Brian a lot more can, male yeah.
2: investors than women and female investors and that was always a challenge like you said in our in our break like uh, just having. S- countless times in one raising money, having uh, male investors say, hold well, on, let me call my wife or let me, I'll talk to my daughter about what she
1: thinks about this. And Yeah. Hold on, it- little lady. Let me find, I know a woman. <laughs> I'm married to one. <laughs> yes wait one second, let me find a woman who can, t- it's like, what well, you have a woman in the room who's a CEO. She can tell yeah, you like, too.
2: I can, I can show you the market research, but yeah. yeah, it's interesting. And I've had, I've had people call this my project in the beginning too. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, your little project. Oh, that's
2: so nice. <laughs> like, this is yeah. not my project. We've sold is- millions of b- bottles already. So, <laughs> sorry. Yeah,
1: that is, th- I was always flabbergasted like 10 years ago when I started being on boards of companies or just started investing in companies. And You know, this one investor would like show up 15 minutes late and he'd be like, yeah, you know, I was talking to my wife about the product and I was just like, you're obscenely wealthy and I'm not sure that your family's demographic (laughs) living in Italy and Aspen for, you know, four months a year and Los Angeles for four months a year is representative of this company's.
2: That's funny. That's like Postmates when I i was looking and i was talking to the founder early on and and at the time i was in the music industry and every you know all the managers and agents everyone was using postmates but i couldn't even afford it it was so expensive like there's no way this is gonna become (laughs) (laughs) they're just investing in this because they're using it themselves and was i i was totally wrong
1: well i was literally when postmates first i mean anyway i got a little sort of history with postmates um but because the founder was going to let me invest i signed the papers and then the founder was like oh yeah i couldn't fit you into the round i was like but you secured me like 100 grand and i and i signed the paperwork and sent it to you. he was like yeah i'll make it up to you at some point and you never did but anyway putting that aside um we wound up getting bought by uber so i think I, I think i wound up winning in the end um and it's all good uh but i was sitting and uh i'll just say an nba player who was addicted to postmates i was talking to him and he I was like, I, I can't use Postmates. It's so crazy expensive. Like, yeah. do you know how much this costs? He's like, no, no, it's, it's like super cheap. I was like, no, it's not. It's like, in the early days of Postmates, I think it was like $25 to have something delivered. And I was like, you're having like two cheeseburgers delivered and from In-N-Out and fries. And like, that's like $12 and it's like $25. He's like, no, 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 no. And he looks, he goes, oh my God, you're right, J. Gal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just ordered In-N-Out burger for, that was like the holy grail. In-N-Out burger would not let anybody put them in the apps and postmates big hack was you know you were they would put it on the postmates card and they would just go in and buy it for you and they're po-
2: live on postmates today
1: you are mm-hmm. oh that's great and what do you think the future of retail is i know you had a showroom right uh, Or just one right like for just showcasing the product i guess yeah we what do you think the future of all this is
2: uh it's interesting i think it's gone in waves so we you know I I remember you know talking to potentially new investors around the time of Casper's IPO, and yeah. everyone was just really negative on direct to consumer brands. I think I, I read a dozen articles about why D2C was just over pre COVID, um, <laughs> and then uh, everyone's kind of behaviors shifted to to online even more so over the last six months, um, but. Pre pre that period, we were we are and in, uh, really interested in in retail as a, as a channel for us. Um, I think we'll always be mostly direct to consumer. But when we tested out um, this pop up on Melrose, we have a showroom for about a month.
1: We saw that people were buying subscriptions. Um, oh, that's fascinating! So mm-hmm. when you get that purchase in a store, unlike GNC or whatever, they get a one time purchase. You have a lifetime value purchase, so your economics on the store are ridiculous, and because you're only selling your brand, you don't need to have a giant store with, you know, 50,000 SKUs, complicating things, or 5,000, whatever, I don't know what these stores hold, hundreds, if not thousands of SKUs. You just need to have, like, your 10 SKUs. You can have a tiny 800-square-foot store. Right,
2: exactly. We don't need a large footprint. At the time, we only had one, we were only selling one product out of the store, And it was really, it was working. And it was really interesting to see people come in and be like, hey, you know, I saw you guys online on Instagram or Google or or a podcast, but I'd never, I'd really wanted to see the product in person. And then, you know, they'd smell the the bottle. It smells like fresh peppermint. The capsules are beautiful in in Mm. person. Um, And it was a very easy sell to just tell people about the ingredients and how the product was made and our story. And just having that human interaction really kind of, seal the deal so retail is something that we're really um excited about for the future um especially for some of our upcoming products as well that that are very interesting uh in person um but
1: really yes wow (laughs) very interesting in person Hmm. Hmm. what could that be well what other rituals do people have well they they use soaps and lotions I mean, are you thinking of expanding into other like adjacencies like that? Because I mean, I, I use shampoo and soap and conditioner every day, that, that would be a or, you know, like, moisturizer, you think that's another like, uh, you know, expansion for you?
2: Yeah, we, you know, we, we we're constantly serving our customers. And my, my vision was always to go beyond vitamins since the beginning. And mm. um, I think that there's definitely a white space in other categories where that kind of intersection of science and transparency just
0: mm.
2: don't doesn't really exist. It's like either you find products that are really clean um clean there's it's not a regulated yeah. term uh, you know, or they they have ingredients that have science behind them and and they work and so that but that intersection of something being effective and also good for you is I think still lacking in, in so many areas. So, so many areas. Um, so I, I really hope that our brand, um, can have a footprint
1: beyond, um, nutrition. That's such a smart idea. I, I always loved this company brandless, um, mm-hmm. that Tina Sharkey was doing and that SoftBank. bank I think they shut it down. It didn't work out, but I thought this was such a great idea. If I could just outsource to somebody trust in the food I ordered for my family, Which, in a way, when you use Whole Foods or Good Eggs, you're doing because they're picking the best purveyors. They don't have cornstarch. They don't have animal cruelty. They have some level of, but I would just like to have, like, some ultra level of, like you do, for my breakfast cereal and just everything. Just, like, fill the pantry, and I don't have to think about it. And I don't want to see any brands. I just want to have, like, the brandless idea was so brilliant. What did you think of that brand when you saw it?
2: Yeah, I I thought it was really, really great. Um, it's unfortunate. I think it doesn't exist anymore, right?
1: Yeah. I think they've raised too, you know, when you raise too much money like that, you just eyes off the prize, right? I mean,
2: yeah, I think that that's an interesting (laughs) topic. It's like, it's, it's nice to not have a lot of money in some ways. It makes people more creative and and I think teams work harder and, um, you know, we've seen that with our company as well. Uh, so yeah, (laughs) but Brandless was a great idea and I, 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 I love that idea. I I think for me, though, the level of trust that I was looking for maybe just wasn't necessarily there with that brand. Mm. Um, I think the price point was spot on and very accessible.
1: And the products were like just good enough. Um, Yeah, they weren't like the ultra like you're doing. You're doing ultra clean. Like you're sourcing the best in every single category. Right. Which the subscription really helps you because your lifetime value is much higher and predictable.
2: Right. So it's a very different idea. I mean, if it's, I don't know what products did you buy from them? Curious.
1: I bought, uh, everything from like crackers to cereal to, um, like they had cookies and, you know, like, uh, you know, just every, I I literally just went, when, after they were on the podcast, I just picked like 20, they only had like, maybe a hundred skews at that time so like they had they had like their version of goldfish you know petridge farm goldfish or whatever and i just ordered everything just to try it and i would say all of it was like as good as those brands like you couldn't tell the difference but i didn't and and when i looked at the ingredients it looked you know like you were shopping at whole foods like you weren't finding artificial color you know but it wasn't next level like you were on the next level tip with what you were doing
2: yeah, and I think that's kind of the struggle. It's it's like I can definitely make a cheaper product. Like I can make a ten five ten dollar product, but it would would it be radically different than everything else out there? Probably not as much. Uh, definitely not as much. And um, so that's I think a the struggle that we face every day is you know as even as we're developing new products, I'm like oh I really want that organic blank blank blank. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> and I will not not you know like I have to put that in there and I'm like oh but that costs that alone is just six dollars. Um, <laughs> so mean,
1: you, you're you're in Los Angeles. And When I lived in Los Angeles, my wife comes home with Press usury, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, this is incredible. This stuff is delicious. We should get this all the time. <laughs> and then like I see the receipt, and I don't know if you remember when Press started in Brentwood or wherever it started, but. I think they were charging like twelve dollars yeah. per juice. And I was like, wait a second. This can't be right. It's twelve dollars for the for the six bottles, right? And she's like, No, no, it's twelve dollars for each of the six. I was like,
2: Yeah, then my husband makes fun of me for that. There's a store in LA called Air One
1: where I oh, get a twenty dollar yes. smoothie. Uh I literally was in Malibu when I was staying at the beach, uh then when I started taking my 10-day vacation and I ordered from Erwan and they had like the shots little you know shots you can get of <laughs> like. like 15 bucks or something yeah it was insane and i was like I'm, i mean but then when you think about it here's how i think about health and these things um and my wife wa- you know it's interesting we we mentioned gender dyna- gender dynamics and your discovery that men think working out is what it's about literally my wife was last night Sending me links about my diet while I'm on the Peloton. I'm like, I just got to work out more and do I the. I have to send
2: you some ritual after this.
1: I, I'm gonna order it myself. Don't worry about it. Uh, it. would never take any freebies. I always buy. I always buy stuff. But anyway, it was a very like interesting dynamic where she and I was just thinking like people spend fifteen dollars at a bar on you know a cocktail and they don't think anything of it. But if you were to order a fifteen dollar, you know, gallon of j- smoothie or you know, quart of it or something, people are like, oh my Gender. god. Like Well, we actually make ginger at home. So this is one of uh, my favorite things to do. I'm addicted to ginger ale. uh, And my wife will buy ginger, like a lot of it. And we have one of those juice pressing devices that's not the centrifugal it's yeah, more yeah, the, the
2: press so is it like a norman walker
1: yeah something like that it's it's, it's, it's absurdly expensive and slow mm-hmm. and tedious um and hard the, to clean hard to clean absurd to clean but it smashes it it doesn't Mm-hmm. rip it apart and then we just keep that ginger and then i pour a little bit of that and then i put my stevia and i mix it with club soda and then all of a sudden i've got ginger ale that's like it tastes so good the ginger is so yeah fresh ginger.
2: there's nothing better
1: Ooh, it, it's literally like you get hit with wasabi like what the first time i did it, i poured so much in i was like eyes bleeding uh what's going on when i was getting my hair done uh which I put my, my new haircut on uh Instagram. People went crazy. I, I I realize now the power of Instagram is just getting your haircut and, and having the hairdresser take pictures. Um she was telling me all the celebrities are taking uh the male celebrities uh and Natalia has all the top uh the the hairstylist who's a friend of a friend uh, my one of my wife's friends and she did the hair for me and she does like everybody like every famous celebrity guy in the Marvel movie she does she was saying all them all these guys are taking um male supplements to make your hair thicker and that that's a whole new category of science that it can't grow your hair back but it can make your hair thicker is that real and do you have a product in that category because whoever figures that out obviously is going that's going to be the next trillion dollar company
2: yeah i mean there's some companies doing that for sure i mean our our business is all around essentiality and so i think we get asked about beauty supplements all the time and you know, there's there's a number of claims we can make. Um, very few claims, actually. Just kidding. Um, about our product and as it relates to beauty, uh, but it's not something that we actually want to be doing. So. Mm-hmm. When we have customers, we even come and be like, oh, my God, this product made my hair grow, you know, like t- 10 inches, something ridiculous. Um, we're like, well, actually, that's not why we designed it. Yes. Uh, we believe in foundational health and like filling the gaps in people's diets. M- most people are lacking in certain nutrients like vitamin D and omega-3s. Well, as we're and- finding
1: during COVID, vitamin D was one of these Uh, issues, right? Like people who are low in vitamin D were more susceptible. I mean, who knows if that actually will turn out to be the case, but that was definitely um, part of the dialogue.
2: Yeah, it was part of the dialogue and we try to be incredibly uh, buttoned up on the regulatory side. So, if I don't have a study, um, you know, a lot of studies actually showing a particular benefit with that dosage that I have in my product, I'm not going to make that claim. And and I'll actually discredit people that will
0: yeah. <laughs>
2: say that this product did that for them like that's great but that's not our product. Um and I think that's kind of been a little bit abused I would say in our category especially through social media. Um I think companies feel like they can just kind of get away with it and 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 things will kind of go away uh over time but to to scale I think to the scale that we're in and and other co- some other companies as well. Um you have to be really careful about what what claims you're making, even if it's so easy to create an Instagram ad, or even is it's so easy to, um, you know, repurpose an influencer who's talking about crazy oh, claims? Yes,
1: that is. Influencers are a great marketing channel, but they're not scientists, so their claims, yeah, yeah. There's a question there. Like, if one of if a vi- if if a product, if an influencer makes a claim about a product that's not true, I guess that's arm's distance from the. No, you could still get in trouble you for it. You still get in trouble, yeah, because you're
2: paying them. So we have to monitor. Them. We have to monitor that really carefully. And I would say, like, it's. Um, I, I see a lot of companies not doing that, and I'm sure they may not get caught, but it's it's not something we want to you know mess around with. And I think it's important for consumers to know that you know this <laughs> our product has nothing to do with COVID um, yeah. at all. And is, and we oh, are, are people not literally
1: doing like, this will help you. Oh, right. There was somebody was doing something with this. Like I think Alex Jones or somebody was talking about like one of their supplements was helping with COVID. In so, fact, check me on that, Nick, if before I put Alex Jones into that, but Alex Jones COVID vitamins or something, Alex Jones is always selling supplements or something.
2: It's horrible, yeah. And it's horrible.
1: You're just like, he might've actually gotten, does the FDA even enforce this stuff? Like, mm-hmm. are they really on top of it? Or are they just make examples once in a while?
2: Yeah, it's the FDA and the FTC. And I think it's it's important, you know, a lot of times the smaller players might not, might kind of fly under the radar, but as you scale, um, you know, a lot of people don't even realize that supplements are regulated by the FDA. Uh, when I started the company, I thought, hey, you know, supplements are not regulated. This is horrible, but it turns out they are. Hmm. And it's really important to um have meaningful substantiation for what you talk about as a brand, not just for the FDA, but but for your customers as well. Here
1: it is. The FDA from Insider.com, not Inside.com, Insider.com. The FDA has warned InfoWars founder Alex Jones to stop selling false coronavirus cures, including silver toothpaste. Let me just say, for the record, if you're taking any advice on life from Alex Jones, you have already failed the basic test to be in the gene pool. So... Please, for the love of God, if you're watching Alex Jones, take whatever he tells you to take. Just do it. It's fine with me. Listen, I could keep you on here for hours, but uh, I've already kept you on here for well over an hour, and you've been awesome as a guest. Continued success uh, and um, stay safe. I know the your your showroom we're talking off hours was uh, looted during some of the um, I guess there were valid protests going on, but then mm-hmm. there was some looting that broke out, and and these were like coordinated. Like criminals who just demolished Melrose and Fairfax. Mm-hmm. That area got demolished. Um, yeah. But your store got hit too, yeah.
2: Yeah, our store got hit, and you know we're going to rebuild. Our business isn't isn't um, doesn't rely on retail. I mean, I do feel bad for a lot of the businesses, yeah. immigrant businesses and black owned businesses that are on Brutal. Melrose that um, got hit. But it's also you know our company where. We're standing in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement and have, have really committed to that as a brand. Um, so, you know, it sucks about getting looted, but we'll move on. And I think there's a lot more we can do as a business and, and a country to to support the movement.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, just without picking any sides here, please register to vote. I mean, this is an election that matters if there ever was one. Uh Kat Schneider, uh, thanks for coming on the the program. Continued success. Uh, Say hello to Brian Singerman for me. And everybody go buy some ritual.com right now for your wife, for your husband, for your boyfriend, for your girlfriend, girlfriend, boy, whatever, combination kids coming soon. And check out Ritual on all platforms. She's got at Ritual on every platform. I I have a
2: code if we can use it. Oh, yeah. Code away. Startups for uh, 25. 25% off their first month
1: there you go use the code startups for 25% off everybody <laughs> uh, and get make sure you pick up some silver toothpaste then you can brush away that coronavirus that is not oh, true. No. that's my info wars so what is even silver toothpaste oh, my god crazy all right stay safe Kat. Uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks so much for having
2: time. me